Listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Everybody, it's six o'clock. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You're all here. Yay! We have an amazing night of comedy prepared for you. Five hours of amazing people. And we are starting out tonight with the Newbies Show. All these comedians have been doing comedy for two years or less. Oh my God, they're so funny, you won't even believe it. Your host, though, what an amazing human being she is. She's been doing comedy for over five years. She runs a show up in Portland called Comic Strip. What an amazing, lovely human being you guys have for a host. Put your hands together right now for Wendy Weiss. Thank you guys so much. I just want to make one tiny correction. I actually stopped hosting Comic Strip. I should have told you that, Pam, and it's now Chris Ettrick. Still at the Funhouse Lounge. But you guys, welcome to the Two Years or Less show. My name is Wendy Weiss. Um, I ate half of uh, an edible earlier, and I was like, hey, this isn't doing a whole lot, and I made uh, the number one mistake, and that was eating the rest of it. So we'll see how the rest of this goes, you guys. I honestly, I should not ever be getting high because what happens is I just lose everything. Like, everything that I own just goes by the wayside because there's a hierarchy of needs when you get high that you just sort of revert back through and like phone like the first things on that list I'm going to say are eating fucking and the album time by ELO uh, are the top like three things and then the things that don't matter anymore are things like my phone and my wallet uh, god forbid an umbrella so all those things fucking just all disappear so we'll see how this goes you guys I think it's gonna be great um, I'm from Portland I'm from Portland Oregon and uh, yeah thank you there's a lot of us here um San Francisco <laughs> there is there's a lot of us here Fucking, we're all rep in Portland. Uh, you guys have like better homeless people than we do. I think we have homeless people in Portland too. But your guys's homeless people here in San Francisco are like real go-getters. Like last time I was here, there was this dude who got up at eight in the fucking morning, like every single morning, probably seven, because he started this at eight, and he what he started doing was screaming at eight o'clock in the fucking morning. Okay, and then he would go all day until until like five o'clock in the evening, okay? From eight o'clock to five o'clock, this dude was screaming. And people in Portland are homeless because they can't get up till noon. Like, that's why we have homeless people in Portland. Um, 
yeah, uh, I should probably be homeless by that token. I can't get up until like at least two, and uh, I went to college for philosophy, so uh, that's why I'm a stripper now. So, <laughs> uh, I am a stripper now. I gave myself a promotion recently. I uh, got myself a boob job. You can't really see it right now because you're listening to me on the radio. So, uh, but I did. I got a boob job, and I have like still not. It was recently, so I still don't really have like any idea how to use boobs yet, like whatsoever. I don't know how they work. I'm just running around at work being like, get a load of these hamburgers, boys. Like, I don't know what you guys like to hear about these things. So uh, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, the doctor that I went to, though, like, it was kind of disconcerting because the doctor, like, his office was just, like, covered in, like, uh, just like pieces of driftwood and like uh, stones and crystals, like all over the office were all of these crystals. And I can't really explain how disconcerting it is to know that the person who's about to cut you open believes in the healing power of crystals. <laughs> I don't want a doctor who believes in crystals. I want a doctor who believes in science. And like that is it, that's not okay for you. Like it's okay for me, like I do believe in crystals. I'm a stripper, so that's totally completely fine for me. <laughs> but not you, sir. Um, <laughs> I do, I believe in crystals. I, be, I do like, uh, I like astrology. Uh, maybe you guys believe in something that's uh, stupid at all? And you guys believe in anything stupid? Uh, <laughs> I do, so, all right, you guys, clap if you've ever read your horoscope. For those of you on the radio, it was every single person in here because we're in San Francisco, so. Uh, clap if you believe in astrology. For those of you at home, it was half the people here because we're in San Francisco. So, uh, and then the other half are people that I consider to be very similar to the people who didn't clap. I consider them to be very similar to dudes who go around sucking dudes' dicks, but insist that they're not gay, like at all. They're a little bit star curious. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and like I believe, like I do like witchy, like witchcraft stuff too. I believe in that kind of stuff, but not like, not like, it's not like Skyrim or like uh, Harry Potter or anything like that. Um, it's more like, I'll give you guys like an introductory madness spell, okay? I'll show you guys how I believe that magic works, okay? So I'm going to say some words and I just want you guys to say whatever is in your heart, okay? Somebody once told me Those are the exact words, Pedro. <laughs> See, now, because of some words that I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head for however the fuck long you do. This is a madness spell. Because of some fucking words I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head. But this spell is karmically sound the way like a lot of spells are, and that's that I do that joke, so I have Smash Mouth stuck in my head like all the fucking time. Like all the goddamn time. So... What's up? How are you guys doing? Just some, some little nods. Thank you. You're like, I guess, kind of. Yeah, sure. I guess, whatever. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up your first comic. Are you guys ready for your first comic? These people, all these people on this show have been doing comedy for two years or less, and they're all on one show together. So you guys are going to see some awesome shit from some people who haven't been doing it too terribly long. So let's see who's number one. Uh, I should have asked people what uh, what's up with them. Your first comic of the evening is named Matthew Quirk. Yeah! Yeah. 
Thank you. The lovely Wendy. Am I really up first? I thought I was down the list. So, uh, actually, I have been doing comedy for more than two years, but if you look carefully at the description, it says making people laugh for less than two years. And if you subtract all the bombing I've done in those two years, I'm at like six months. So this ought to be amazing. So what do you say we all get back in the way back machine for a minute here and go back to my very first real set. Uh, I'll never forget this set. I did it once for the comedy uh, joke workshop, and Pam told me that it was a good set when I was done with it. And quite frankly, I'm still swooning over the whole thing that she had a compliment for me. So here we go. <clears throat> Ginger Lives Matter. My political movement, something that spirits me through this life and gives me strength in these hard times. That's right. Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. That you, thank you. That usually kills. Now, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there, and it's easy to get confused. But most of that stuff is a struggle for acceptance. But with us gingers, we're actually struggling for our very survival. I mean, take global warming, right? That's no good for us. But let's face it, global warming, that's just hooking a brother up, right? I mean, the future's gonna be made for them as this earth gets warmer and warmer and warmer. But not for us, not for us. I saw this thing on Facebook where they tried to get everyone to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. I know a lot of you guys are from Portland, but San Francisco's, you guys realize how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? They were trying to wipe us out in one smooth move right there. But I didn't fall for it. I didn't fall for it one bit. That's why I'm here today, to keep my movement going. What movement is that? Ginger Lives Matter. God damn right. Keep it fresh. Now, uh, shit, lost my place in Ginger Lives Matter. Anyway, so life's hard out there for a ginger. But I know that I have to keep fighting for our survival. I know I have to keep fighting for our rights. And I know I have to keep fighting you white people from using the G word out there on the streets. Which, by the way, has been, you've been a little too liberal with that these days. And don't tell me fucking pumpkin spice latte cultural appropriation bullshit. The G word, that's our word. You can't use it. Right? Yeah. And I don't want to hear this, oh, my cousin's a ginger, so I can say it. That's some bullshit. And I sure as hell don't want to hear this, I said ginger, not ginger.
So it's cool. It's not cool, man. That's enough to make a ginger snap. Thank you. At least I know you're listening. So there are rules about this word, right? Rule number one about white people using the G word. It's got to be in the rap song. Oh, come on. That's a throwback to Chris Rock. Nobody? (laughs) See, he's got this thing about white people using the N-word. It's got to be in the rap song. See, when you have to explain it. I don't mind explaining these tags. I don't mind explaining it. It's all part of my history in comedy. So I'll talk about it. Anyway, there are no other rules. That was the only one. It was supposed to be a huge tagline that everyone got immediately, but it's not working. Thank you. So anyway, it's got to be in the rap song. You know, I've been fighting this fight for the gingers all this time, and I've been fighting all these political people for it. And I got to tell you, I'm still waiting for one politician to get on board with my ginger lives matter. But I think if it was up to them, we would just be bred out of existence. I mean, now that they're studying the human genome, all my brainy friends keep on sending me these articles about how many generations are left till all that's left of the gingers is just the highlights and some lucky chick's hair. And that's it for us for the rest of eternity. But don't worry, I have a solution. I have a solution to keep the gingers alive for all of time. But it's not some solution you're going to hear from some politician. So I'm going to have to say it here tonight at Mutiny Radio. Please fuck a ginger. (laughs) Tonight would be great. I'm totes available. How am I doing on the clock, do you know? Less than two years. That we clarified that. Right, I'm running out. Thank you. My age group is backing me up. Anyway, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, it's not just hard out there for us gingers. It's also tough out there for a shrimp. I've seen this thing where they're trying to like open the world of models. Right? So they've started doing like plus size women's models, right? And to further open that world, they've started doing plus size male models. Yeah, what bullshit, right? (laughs) Women already like big guys. If you want some diversity in modeling out there, try a short model. Short ginger. Uh, Thank you. A short ginger with a dad bod. I'm trending super heavy in 2014. And once again, I'm available. So there you go. All right, good luck with the rest of the comics tonight.
it going for Matthew the Irish. We're slaves to quirk, everyone. Uh, your next comic asked me to make up a fun rumor about her, so I'm going to tell you guys what I heard, and that's that, uh, you guys, your next comic I heard is from Portland, Oregon, also, where I'm from, and I heard that she's in town right now in the city of San Francisco to do the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, so is that true or not? We'll find out. You guys, give it up for Jenna Vesper, everyone. So they say. Rumors are true. Fuck. No, I know. I'm uh, I'm appropriating ginger culture. <laughs> fuck. I don't feel good about saying that. <laughs> yeah, fuck a ginger, but not that one. <laughs> There's a better one right there, Ben. <laughs> fuck him, at least. Or me that's faking it. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. Ugh, shit, man. It's been kind of rough. Like, 2017 really fucking sucked, didn't it? Ugh. And 2018's kind of shitty too. I don't know, but I find that when, like, in times of like turmoil and tragedy, we learn a lot about ourselves. You know, we like kind of look into the mirror and like see ourselves. And I learned this year one of many things um, is that I just want to fuck somebody regardless of their gender and call them daddy. <laughs> That's just what I want to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about you; it's about me calling people daddy while I fuck them. When I tell people that I want to call them daddy in bed, I usually get a little bit of pushback, though, and they're usually like, do you have some unresolved daddy issues? (laughs) Of course I do. Look at me. Of course I have daddy issues. The main one being that he's dead super dead yeah it's okay I can joke about it he's my dead dad it's fine and it's been about eight years so I've had time to process it you know and when they say it gets easier with time I'm here to tell you that it does get easier with time it definitely does um, I do get a little sad in the winter time when is the anniversary of his death you know and I I think about him and <laughs> It was just kind of weird. I think, I don't know, maybe being a comic, you just, you think of the weird shit when you're like, you know, doing normal day life. And I was thinking about my father this year and I had this pretty sudden realization and it kind of like took me back. And I realized that, um, that he's the first man that ever ghosted me. (laughs) And no one's ever going to live up to daddy. But they try. Oh, do they try? I told that joke to my roommate, um, and he didn't get it. Uh, He was like, what's ghosting? And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck off. Because he's a 30-year-old man in Portland. You may not know being down here, but that is a prevalent fucking situation in Portland. Ghosting, ghosting, ghosting. And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you uh, other than just moving out the next day, which is what I did. (laughs) Hopefully he figured it out. Posted all that stuff on Facebook once, because it's a fire joke. Thank you. And my grandmother liked it. An hour later, she wrote, what's ghosting? And I was like, Grandma, it's this new like slang term for when you're like dating somebody casually, and then they just like suddenly stop contact for no reason, no warning, ghosting. She liked that. An hour later, I fucking kid you not, she wrote, Oh, 
Do you also mean like when your dad wasn't in your childhood? Oh. No? <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, Grandma. It's not what I was talking about. Thank you, though. He's dead. You should know this. Do I have to put you in a home now? Are you forgetting shit? Because, see, like, the thing is, like, the bonus of having dead parents, spoiler alert, my mother's also dead. I'm super fun at parties. Um, one of the many bonuses of having dead parents is that you don't have to pay for their home. But now I apparently have to pay for grandmothers because nobody's there to do that. So that fucking sucks. I actually have to, like... I actually have to see my grandmother this weekend because I'm from, born and raised in Napa, so I can't come down here and not go see her, and I haven't seen her in a couple years, and I'm kind of freaked out by it because she's, she's pretty judgy, you know, and she judges me a lot. I'm the ba a black you know, sheep of the family, and uh, I'm anticipating she's going to ask me a bunch of dumb questions, and she'll probably ask me, like, are you dating anybody? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm dating somebody, but they're also dating other people, and I feel like she's going to judge me for that, and I feel like that's unfair because clearly she loves the other grandchildren more than me so she definitely gets this idea she's just a poly grammy no okay damn poly grammy that didn't okay that was my best attempt at a pun really didn't work <sighs> anyone else out there feel like a dick oracle <laughs> just me I'll explain. Um, I have a pretty serious uh, worry that I talk to multiple therapists for multiple hours about my fear that I'm a dick oracle. That's basically when I go and sit down at a bar, I'll be talking to a dude about like, you know, the weather or whatever is on TV, and then immediately we're talking about his dick. And it's like, how does this always keep happening to me? It happens always very quickly too. Like within like five minutes of talking to people, they're just like, hey, you like to suck dick, right? And you know, like I do, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but I think, I think I figured it out though. It's that I'm a dick oracle. Guys just have this sense about me. They want to put their dick on me. So I can prophesize what that dick do. <laughs> what that dick do. I know what that dick do. It does bad things. Um, wow, blow pushback by the majority of the men in this room. No, dicks are fine. Dicks are fine. I don't know. They're all right. I feel like they're a lot like the television show The Big Bang Theory, though. Underwhelming and desperate for attention. Thank you. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Um, let's see here. Recently, uh, I recently found out that I'm kind of fat. That was kind of weird. Found out on the internet. Some lovely gentleman notified me of that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. Uh, it's okay, though. It's fine. I don't care that I'm a little fat. It's all good. Because I have a really terrible personality. All right, thank you. Keep it going for Jenna Vesper, everybody. Having some daddy issues and looking like it too. For people at home, I'll just tell you, uh, Jen is wearing what I like to call the daddy hurt me special. And that's 
a plaid skirt and knee high uh, knee high socks. Which I'm I'm saying this is this is one of my favorite outfits to wear uh, and to see because whenever I see uh, I like to play a little game uh, and it's kind of like fuck Mary kill but the answer is always their dad basically. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? Uh, on that note, I'm gonna bring up your next comic. You guys give it up for Marty Cunny, everybody. Thanks so much. We got a crowd going. Give it up for yourselves, guys. Coming out to see some underground comedy. This is where it's at, people. I want you to keep the applause going if you're ever a man who's ever accidentally come on his own face. All right, we got some fucking honesty in this room. Uh, I said accidentally, though. Uh, Sorry to disqualify you. Uh, don't want to see your warrior 69 weird ass yoga. Okay, all right. No, it's I understand. You know when I normally when I do that, there's a lot of like sometimes I just get dead silence, and I get it because it's it's kind of a tough thing to just like cop to. Uh, on the one hand, it's a little. It's a little, I don't know, it's weird. I, I get why a lot of people don't like it. For those of you who haven't ever uh, been facialed, I guess would be the, the term. Um, the ter it, it feels just like hot, concentrated globs of your parents' disappointment just like seeping in through your skin. Like I can feel my dad shaking his head at me like, what the fuck? But I guess that's why uh, some people probably like it, right? Is because they'll do anything for their parents' attention, right? So, uh, hmm. um, no, but on the other hand, I felt pretty good about it. I was like, you know, I got some real fucking power going on down here. You know, like these kegels are really paying off. Uh, I don't even need birth control. I'm just going to blow the top out of some girl's uterus. It's just going to bow. Plus, you know, I ate a lot of pineapple, so it could be worse. Now, for those of you who did get that joke, I feel happy for, uh, for your partners. Uh, <laughs> it's very sweet of you. Huh? Ah, ah. No, guys, big changes in my life. Big changes. Um, I'm actually, uh, I just moved in with a few new roommates. Uh, three girls now. I live with three girls. I'm kind of the odd man out. Uh, it's weird because I feel like I just don't have a lot to talk about with them, right? It's just kind of weird being a guy with three girls. They have a lot of topics of conversation I just don't know about. Makeup, guys, things like that. And then I found out when girls spend a lot of time together, when they live together, um, their periods will actually sync up. Have you guys heard this? Yeah. That's a real thing. Their cycles will... Uh, sync up and I was like fuck one more thing I'm gonna be left out of you know uh, but you know lo and behold the time that month rolled around my hemorrhoids started acting up so uh, I really felt like I was one with the group you guys I bleed too I'm a true feminist okay um, now hashtag me too uh, is that what that hashtags for I think I I get it. I, I know what that. I know what the Me Too movement's about. Uh, though I and I'm fully supportive, very supportive of the Me Too movement. I think it's important. Uh, but it did ruin my favorite hashtag because um, now I can't use that hashtag as I used to anymore. Right? I can't just be like. I wanted the other day. My friend posted a picture of him at like In and Out, and I was like, "Oh, I was just there." Hashtag Me Too. And he was like, "People were asking me like, did you get?" Like sexually assaulted in an in and out? Like what what happened? Was it off the did you order off the secret menu? Uh was it animal style? No. Uh, uh um, no, uh, yeah, if you uh if you can't tell, I'm single. Uh <laughs> I've been single for a while now. Um and uh I don't know. I 
just don't worry about me though guys don't worry about me because i am just swimming in pussy just swimming in ankle deep i really can't even i can't tell you guys enough about it because uh, my ex's uh landlord won't let her take the cats so uh i got two lovely little fur balls at home that's a pussy cat joke guys if you aren't following along i know this is really intellectual humor uh I'm trying to, I'll try to keep you guys up and up to date. No, but I, I, I've, uh, I've got two lovely, lovely cats at home. I do love my cats. I am actually a, a proud cat father, cat, 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 cat dude. What do you, what do you call it? When you like, when a girl loves her cats, you call her like a crazy cat lady or something, right? But when a guy loves his cats, there's not really a name for it yet. Like I, I used to try to say like cat man, but that just sounds like the saddest superhero ever, right? It's, <laughs> Catman, the power to put on 25 pounds and cry in the shower. Catman, faster than speeding loneliness. I think I now I just go with Cat Daddy. I think that's the best sounding one. Uh, does that sound good to you guys, Cat Daddy? We'll stick with that. I asked that at one show and the guy yelled out, how about queer? Uh, thanks a lot, homophobia guy. The show wouldn't be complete without you. But I thought about it, and I was like, you know, people would probably be less surprised if I told them I was gay than I told them that I love my cats. Uh, maybe that's San Francisco for you, you know? Like, we're just very supportive here. But the look that I get when I tell people I love my cats is like, really? 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 For those of you who don't know that look, it's the same look that you get when you ask somebody for a phone charger and they hand you an iPhone charger and you're like, actually, I use Android. And they're like, really? 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 Android, huh? You're not an Apple guy? Really? You don't like dogs? You're not a dog guy? Really? Fuck you, you Apple shit lords, all right? I love my cats. I'm tired of this bullshit. Uh, I do love my cats. No, really. Uh, thanks, thanks for the shout. Yeah. No, but they, they actually do a lot of things for me that my ex wouldn't. Uh, uh, head out of the gutter, guys. Okay. Uh, no, they, uh, I'll think of a couple things. Uh, for instance, uh, they, I don't even have to ask them to come hang out on the toilet with me. Uh, they just run right in. They run an Olympic slalom through my legs. If I leave the door open, even a crack. But she was like, what the fuck are you asking me this for? I'm like, listen, a king is no king without his queen on his throne, okay? It's not me time, it's us time. Um, I don't know, what else? Uh, they don't get nearly as mad when I feed them cat food. Uh, she was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I'm like, listen, we're not eating at Michelin rated restaurants every night, okay? Plus, it seems like you might need the fiber because you won't get on the toilet with me. Um, Oh, one thing, though, they do look me right in the eyes when I masturbate, though. Uh, <laughs> not super sure how I feel about that one. On the one hand, it's nice to know that somebody cares about me. Uh, on the other hand, they just don't blink, guys. It's weird, okay? I have these weird, oh, weird eyes. No. You guys, anyone here like fishing? Have you got any fishing fans here? Sure. <laughs> Whatever, just tell the fucking joke. <laughs> I, do, I do like fishing, though. Uh, I went fishing the other day to the fishing hole. That's where you go fishing. 
if you didn't know. Uh, and I went, and there was a sign there that said, uh, must be at least 10 inches to take home. I was like, what is this, Tinder? Uh. I do treat fishing a lot like I treat picking up women, though, is that I just kind of uh, get really drunk and sit there for like six hours and just <laughs> hope something happens, you know? Best case scenario, I catch something and like, it's gotta be the dumbest fish in the pond, right? Probably wanna catch and release that fish. Uh, but most of the time, it's really just me going drunk home alone and smelling like power bait both ways. Uh, no, it's tough though. I mean, I, I, I was in a relationship for six years. So when I came out of the relationship, I hadn't like, I was inexperienced in the dating app game, which uh, I found out is, is tough. It's a tough because man, people are just so dishonest on those things, right? Like he can't, nobody tells the truth about themselves, right? I, for instance, like what, what, what does every girl on these dating apps like, right? They like wine, right? They like books. They like cars. They like adventure, right? When you show up to the date and you're Maserati with your copy of Mein Kampf and the wizard's robe drinking Franzia, they look at you like some kind of asshole, all right? This is what you wanted. This is what you said, okay? I'm just trying to paint the picture you described to me, okay? It's tough out there, guys. Now, uh, you guys, uh, we're a little bit out of the holiday season, right? We're, we're well out of it, but uh, there's one holiday that everyone forgot this year. Uh, it was the 25th anniversary of the first text message ever being sent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 1993 uh, or 97. They sent the first text message ever sent was uh, Merry Christmas. It was right around Christmas time, right? That's nice, right? And if you want to celebrate that, you can also celebrate an hour later the first ever text message being sent uh, of new phone. Who dis? Uh, and then an hour later, you can celebrate the first stick pic ever being sent. And then an hour later, the first block number. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also still not used to the dick pic game. Uh, I didn't send it to my ex. She knew what it looked like. There was no point. Uh, but I don't know, girls, what girls, they take so many pictures, right? What girls take pictures is like, eventually they all figure out their pose, right? Girls get that, like, whatever that fucking, like, weird giraffe pose is, where, like, arm out, fucking ass out, head up, like, they've got the angles down. I do not have my dick pic angles down. Um, I've been trying to find it. Uh, I started from the top, and I realized that's it's not good. You get your spare tire in there. Nobody wants to see like rolling hills up to the Washington Monument, okay? Uh, I tried it from the side, but there's just no way to do that without looking like a serial killer. I don't know what it is. It's just like bad news. And I had a genius idea. I was like, what? It's got to be from the bottom, right? Because you got to get that extra fucking inch and a half from your balls or your dick that like, it's like padding your resume, right? Like, it's like all the girls are like, uh, you know, these jobs that want three to four years of experience for an entry level position. It's like, well, listen up. I, uh, it's like this line, it's pretty much lying on your resume, which is what we all had to do, right? Uh, so I tried it and then uh, it was a hard realization to figure out like that's how short my arms are. Uh, it's just like, uh, is this, are you taking like pictures of chicken breasts? What's going on here? Uh, and I was like, okay, fine. I've got an idea. Get a selfie stick. 
Oh, I finally get the shot, okay? I'm gonna get the shot. Selfie stick goes down there. I take the picture. It looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, damn, this is gonna be impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm finally ready to send this bad boy out. And then I noticed one little detail. I looked at the picture and it was like this. I photobombed my own dick pic. <laughs> my smiling face in the back there. I can't even get into my mind. I can't even imagine sending that to a girl. Also, somehow my dick turned black. Uh, thanks, guys. That's my time. Bring up your host, Wendy. Let's keep it going for Marty. You know what, it is like, I also love cats, I have a cat, and my cat is just like, I hate her, she's just fucking, she's old, and she's ugly, and she just doesn't do anything, she's just like a slightly less racist version of my grandfather, basically, is what she does, and I have to take her to the doctor to get all sorts of stuff, um, she has to get pills, and I remember the first time I was in there, the doctor was telling me how you crush up pills, and he was like, you take the pills, you put it between two spoons, you grind it together into a powder, and I was like, doc, do I look new to you right now? <laughs> Do I look like somebody that you need to explain how to crush pills into a powder to? Because if that's the case, I look great today. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, and it is like, there is a thing when you are a woman and you have a cat, uh, like people do, or they're like, oh my God, are you a crazy cat lady? And like, the thing is like, no, a, a cat is just a very convenient pet, okay? I live in an apartment, okay? I can't have a bear, all right? <laughs> That's what I can have. And like, <laughs> I don't have time for a dog and hamsters are fucking stupid. And so are you if you own one and you're above the age of 10. Um, but that's all I can have. Some women own it though. They're like, oh my God, I have three cats. I'm a crazy cat lady. I have three cats. I named them all after, after Buffy characters. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy cat lady. You guys ready for your next comic? Awesome. I'm really excited to bring him up. He's also from Portland, just like me. He's one of my favorites. You guys, put your hands together and be real loud for Pedro Andrade. When two lovers woo, they still say I love you. It's beautiful. <laughs> did, did you think I was going to start dancing? As big as I am, I can't be out here. Can't do it, man. Seriously, man, I'm so big, other Mexicans have to see my documents and shit. <laughs> How's everybody too? So good to be here. Thank you so much, man. Give it up for your host, man, Wendy, rocking it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, give it up for yourselves too, right? Give it up for yourselves, man. So I'm what happens when Mexicans get drunk in raw dog Samoans. <laughs> I know some people can't see me. I'm six foot four, I weigh 280 pounds. I uh, can never be a Latin lover, can't be on the dance floor, swinging my arms and kicking my feet, you know what I mean, without putting other people at risk. <laughs> Go out thinking I'm going to dance and have fun and end up with a felony, <laughs> a salsa and battery or something. <laughs> yeah, then I get a... Uh, Released back into the community as a registered salsa offender. <laughs> That's it, all right, I'll stop. It's okay. It's okay, man. I, um, I smoke a lot of weed, so the, 
Anyways, don't, that, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I, uh, you guys, you guys like music, right? This is a music town. Uh, the 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 summer the summer song last year was Suavecito, Justin Bieber, Daddy Yankee, and uh, I can't relate. Like as a Latino, I can't relate to that, you know, because like no no one's ever told me Suavecito, which means it's like a seductive, slowly, you know, you know. People always tell me, apurate, which means hurry up. Or tan rápido, which is that quick. <laughs> I don't get suavecito. My, uh, I haven't been doing comedy too long. I'm doing like for like about, I think this is like my third, I'm starting on my third year and uh, moved to Portland. Uh, not, not to do comedy, but I just, I just moved there and it turns out that that's what I end up doing. My brother called me the other day and asked me how my comedy career was going. <laughs> I think it's funny he used the word career. Did they, ch did they change his definition to like works for a few drinks? Cause that's, that's what's happening right here. How's my comedy career going? Let's see, uh, the other day a joke of mine got 20 likes on Twitter. Hell yeah. And I did a show at an abandoned car wash. I got paid with weed. Hell yeah, hell yeah man. I didn't tell my brother that, I don't want him to resent me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Start hating on me. I don't really like talk to my family about comedy, like I, I tried with my dad, but he tells me he doesn't get my jokes. I said, that's okay, dad. I never got your love, so. It's all good. Que gacho, Ta cabron. You know what, I'm almost like, I usually ask where's all my Latinos at, and usually no one ever says anything. So, bienvenido, or bienvenida, bienvenida ex, how are you? Well, I mean, calm down, don't get mad about it, like, there's more than one, and like, the other person's like, hey, me too. <laughs> Cabron. Pero yeah, that's how it is. I was, uh, I was born in Mexico, I've been in America most of my life, I uh, came out here in 19, 19, uh, my family came out here in 1979. That also has nothing to do with the next joke. <laughs> I just, I forgot, <laughs> suddenly I thought I was in therapy and shit. Out <laughs> uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, lot of dudes are confused right now. They're like, oh, man, you can't even hug a woman at work anymore without it being a problem. I'm glad I don't have that, like, I don't have that way of thinking. Like, I never try to hug women, and I never expect a woman to hug me. I thank my mom for that. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, my, I was talking, to, talking about my brother earlier. My, uh, I have a nephew, his name is Tupac. Tupac, yeah, my brother loves rap music and shit. He's a producer, makes music and all that. Uh, but you know sibling rivalry. Not to be outdone, when my uh, when my son was born, I named him Big Pun. Eh, whatever. Should have said Biggie. See, that was funny. The the fucking whatever. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I keep looking over here because like my notes are over there, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I wasn't. I, I was smoking a little hash, herbed, and uh, that's what happens. <laughs> I do have a son, though. I do have a son. Um, right on. Yeah, clapping for for children. I have a son. His mom. His mom called me the other day. I'm not with his mom. Uh, she called me to tell me she was going to change his last name to to his stepdad's name. 
And uh, but I ain't trip. I didn't get mad or nothing. I actually thanked her because at least this time she warned me I was being replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it up, man. Some good shit. <laughs> oh man, Black Panther just came out. You guys go see Black Panther? Woo! Yeah, man. I work with I work with like underprivileged kids, and uh, there's a. Uh, you know, there's different, that's a diverse group of kids. And I, I, I brought up at work, I was like, hey, we should treat some of the African-American kids, black kids, to the movie to the, when, it, when it comes out. And uh, it's crazy how, like, how, 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 because most of the staff is white. And so some of the staff members were like, well, aren't the white kids going to feel left out? And I was like, well, we could just treat them to, I don't know, any movie ever made? God damn it. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Shit, man. The fuck is going? Aren't they gonna feel left out? Anyways, what else is going on? I uh, I uh, was driving. Speaking of kids, I was driving by a school zone the other day in Oregon. I don't know how it is here, but uh, I don't know who decided that 20 miles an hour is the appropriate speed to hit a kid with your car. <laughs> but I'd like to find out. <laughs> like to find out. Not a lot of Latino comics growing up. I, I grew up in America, California, and Washington State. Not a lot of Latino comics. Uh, not really a lot of Latino actors or directors or writers, you know, at least that I knew of. I found out later doing my own research. But, you know, when you're going to school and stuff like that, they don't, they don't talk to you about that stuff. But I, but I will say this. If, I, if there was, like, one Latino that's influenced my comedy style the most, it's uh, definitely the Night Stalker. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Yeah. He was killing it in LA yeah. for a little bit. And in mostly white rooms, too, so. <laughs> gotta, gotta give it up. Gotta give it up. Staying at a hotel here in San Francisco, you know? And I, I walked in and, and I checked in, and it says there's a sign that says, if you smoke here, if we find out that you're smoking, we're gonna charge you $25, right? And I told myself, like, so it's okay for me to come all over your bed. But no weed smoke? That's just a thought that I had. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of like xenophobia in America right now, right? Like people fucking talking shit. Donald Trump called Mexicans murderers and rapists, right? And uh, I gotta say this, like I wasn't surprised because like it's been, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been hearing shit most of my life, like people calling us beaners, Wetbacks, illegal aliens, happens all the time, man. Shit, even the other day, my doctor called me a borderline diabetic. <laughs> Fucking racist, right? <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Doing the online dating thing, you know, okay Cupid and Plenty of Fish and Craigslist, all of that. I even I even like saw an advertisement for a, a, a dating site called FarmersOnly.com. I don't know if you guys see the, get those commercials here. Anybody here familiar? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. I try setting up a profile, but as soon as I enter my name, my first name, they rerouted me to FarmWorkersOnly.com. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, Mexicans have been getting fucked by American farmers for centuries. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Is my time? Is that time? Oh, okay, sorry. I, I sorry, it's cool. No, it's cool. 
We're moving around. We're having fun, right? That's what we're doing at this motherfucker. Where's the liquor, man? What the fuck? Man, that's dope, man. I never... I know, that sucks. I'm about to go get faded after this set. Anybody want to join me? At this point, I'm just talking. Just mumbling shit out. Don't really... Yeah, but my, my friend, he doesn't... Uh, my best friend, he doesn't believe in online dating. He prefers meeting women the old-fashioned way. But it's working out for him, too. Found out he's fucking my abuelita. <laughs> Should have realized something was up a couple months ago when he started calling me mijo. I don't know where. It's like, no mames, wey, calmala. Yeah. So I live in Portland, but I'm originally from like Washington State. Like, I, like I, I've been living there for a long time. And um, one of the things about Portland is that, you know, being around, it's, it's primarily white, it's a lot of white people there. And it starts, you know, it starts to kind of, Portland starts to rub off on you. Like, and I say that because the other day I caught myself referring to America as ill gotten <laughs> instead of just stolen. <laughs> using words like referred and shit. And then I go back visit, then I go back home to visit and, and then they, they notice it too, right? Like I was at a bar and uh, at one point the bartender's like, hey, you sound like a whitewashed Mexican now. I was like, no mames culero, como que whitewashed Mexican? Poquito mas de respeto, cabrón. Soy cliente. But he didn't understand. I guess he didn't speak Spanish. So I was like, hey, that's colonized Mexican to you. And then I ordered an IPA and some tater tots and a cider ranch. <laughs> Stop me. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things, like, there's a lot of, like, stereotypes about Latinos is that, like, a lot of us are, one of the stereotypes is that I think, like, we're, like, cholos and shit, or, like, we can be, like, a lot of us or whatever, gang-related or whatever. At least we're, at least in the Northwest. Um, but, like, I've never been in a gang. I mean, I, when I was young, I hung out with, a, with, some, with some dudes, called ourselves, like, what we used to do is we used to go around and we used to steal Cadillac ornaments, Cadillac cars, and, and we, like, hang them on our, on our belts, like, keychains and shit. Call ourselves the, the Cadillac boys. <laughs> Though, like, in retrospect, we should have called ourselves the Evidence boys. <laughs> Anyways, man, I think that's my time. So I want to work. I wanted you to welcome back your host, Wendy Ways. You guys keep it going for Pedro Andrade. And I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm saying it now. He was your last comic of this show. You guys give it up for everyone that you've seen today. Uh, stick around for the next show. Hey, and if anybody wants to drink, please remember, go to Asiento Bar up on the corner. They have happy hour pricing all night long for anybody from the festival. So if you want any drinks, Asiento on the corner, happy hour pricing all night long. Go get a drink at Asiento. We'll be back in 10 minutes with our next show, Millennials versus Gen Xers. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming 
the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.supplementalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.supplementalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy and it's one lip balm too than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. 
why no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. 
Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Ground is um, Rosteria. Uh, I have this great album that she sent in, um, Renee Asteria. Um, and she has other music out there in the cloud, um, asteriarecords.com, A-S-T-E-R-I-A, records.com. Um, and just so you know, I hope you're inspired not only by the very cool, insightful music, but also the fact that she just sent this CD to Mutiny Radio, and we found it and started playing it. So you, too, could do the same. Uh, if you'd like to send any of your music to Mutiny Radio, you can send it Attention Global Val or Attention Common Thread Collective, and the address is 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. And yeah, here we go. All, all good things.
are listening to the Common Thread Collective here, MutinyRadio.fm. I see Bloodflower is getting his uh, piano station set up, and the library lady is working her way toward the stage. And uh, the show goes on, and here here we be, as you see, um, broadcasting live from the Mission District. So take it away when you're ready. Radio with another book of love poetry from many times and places. It's just called the Wordsworth Book of Love Poetry. So I opened it up and there's a section on memories. So I'm now reading a poem called Echo by Christina Rossetti. And then we will delve into the memories of Mama Quattel and her beautiful musical poetry. Echo. Come to me in the silence of the night. Come in the speaking silence of a dream. Come with soft rounded cheeks and eyes as bright as sunlight on a stream. Come back in tears, memory, hope, love of finished years. Oh, dream how sweet, too sweet, too bittersweet, whose wakening should have been in paradise, where souls brimful of love abide and meet. Where thirsting, longing eyes watch the slow door, that opening, letting in, lets out no more. Yet come to me in dreams that I may live my very life again, though cold in death. Come back to me in dreams that I may give pulse for pulse, breath for breath. Speak low, lean low, as long ago, how long ago. Thank you. Thank that wonderful music. A lovely reading. I only became aware of Mama Quattel through the internet and YouTube, but she performed, uh, she created art, she inspired many, many people here in the in mission, including Bloodflower waving his hand, and our wonderful hostess, Global Val, and I'm pretty sure Diamond Dave knew her also. Well, quick story, I was leaving Mutiny Radio one day a couple months ago and someone from Radio Havana on Valencia Street had some poetry books in his hand and I was standing in front of Adobe Books and he said, would you like a book of poetry? It is called Mi Casa. It's Mama Cuatl, her poetry, 
together in a wonderful book by Luna's Press of San Francisco. She was a poet, musician, performance activist, and spiritual healer from the Yaqui people of the Sonoran Desert. She was commended by the city of San Francisco for her work organizing Allison, International you, you got to go directly into the microphone. Thank you. The International Day for the Elimination of Violence Toward Women and Girls, an SF holiday since 2006. She helped organize that. Anyway, thank you, Luna's Press. Thank you, Colin of Radio Havana, for handing me this Before my altar, at dusk, I think about La Llorona. I think about her daughters, the goddesses of the moon, La Llorona. Broken in 1,000 pieces, that moon in 60-second fragments. I realize that I am my ancestral being. I am Malinche. I am the lady who owns herself. I am my mother. She who breathes and palpitates. Eagle woman, dear woman. I, clean woman, serene woman, precious animal, the hummingbird, the serpent, mockingbird. Before my altar at dusk, I think about the daughter I am and the daughter I had. And one more poem about women and memory from Mama Quattel. This one in Spanish is called Las Muertas, Dead Women, dedicated to the murdered women of Juarez. I also want to dedicate it to disappearing women of North America, especially the reservations and in our cities, um, unsolved and often ignored. Dead women want to talk, so they mount us from behind the ears with all that was left of their bone structure. And we carry them in our deafness, and we don't understand why we think so much about the earth and gravestones, why we are like empty shells with a broom in hand, defeating the intent of the living. Dead women want to talk. I don't know what they want to tell us. We are so blind, so far from justice. Thank you, library lady, for bringing the words of Mama Quoto here to Mutiny Radio, back to Mutiny Radio. Uh, it's really important. Um, thank you for um, bringing a spotlight to the so many missing girls and women, indigenous women of North America. Um, and um, it's, it's, a really, it's a real tragedy of justice and of humanity um, that so many of these 
uh, girls go missing um, and as you noted, remain unsolved and the cases sometimes uh, completely ignored. Um, and it's something that uh, there's a lot of activists here in the in the Bay Area who are um, you, know, you know making sure that that those people who are missing have not gone completely forgotten. Um, the indigenous women of the America's Mother Earth Treaty. Uh, there's some representatives of that here in the Bay Area. I'm thinking about Penny Opal Plant. Um, they and, and they were actually representing that at the Women's March this year in San Francisco. Um, so uh, very important that we uh, continue to um, shift resources uh, towards protecting all everyone, but also the especially these young women and girls, these vulnerable and these vulnerable communities, um, and protecting them from violence and and finding justice for some of the violence that has been done toward them, and maybe even finding some of these uh, young women alive and well, or at least alive and ready to come home. So, I see now our two performers there, uh, library lady and uh, blood flower have now joined me in the studio. So welcome. Thank you, and thank you, Val, because that was wonderful information. That I just want to remind people that so we have all our libraries, all our branches, plus the main library. When people have um, events that they want to share with us. They can drop it off at Mission Branch or um, maybe contact the main library um, and see if they can distribute it, especially if it's a free event that provides some kind of inf information or inspiration, whether it's um, performance or educational. Um, or just resources, if you have lists of resources to share um, that is also wonderful because we we think everything's on the internet and it's not. It's often by coming to places like Mutiny Radio or the Women's Building or just wandering to your nearest bookstore, you find out stuff. And um, that's how I found out about MAP, really, was um, just by wandering to a bookstore and hearing someone talking about it one day. And now it's going into the 14th or 15th year. So um, on that note, um, MAP, uh, Mission Arts and Performance Project, is happening again April 7th. There's a theme solidarity with youth worldwide to transcend violence. Um, if people want to help pass out flyers, they can pick them up at Pathos on Harrison um, next Monday, probably late afternoon, early evening, 2754 Harrison. If you're looking for a listing of all the events, they should be up on the website next week, mapsf.com. That's M. APPSF.com Mission Arts and Performance Project. There's also a Facebook. There's a Facebook listing and a Facebook group. Or you can come talk to me at the library or give us a call at Mission Branch 415-355-2800. That's our main number. My name's Allison. You can just say I need to talk to Al Librarian Allison and ask her about MAP. 
hour, and they'll, they can let you leave a voicemail for me also. That's our, nice of them. That's really nice. Um, if our voicemails <laughs> We're a little bit old school there. Sometimes people just put a post-it on my computer. But um, the other part of it is that we're open every day, and all our branches are now open on Sundays. Um, I work a lot of Sundays. You're welcome to stop by second floor information desk and talk to me in person. And I'll just wrap up to mention our MAP event at the library, 24th and Bartlett, here in the Mission. That's 24th Street at Bartlett, which is halfway between Mission and Valencia. We're going to start at 3, probably wrap up at 4.30 or 4.45. And um, we will have a mix of um, poet, storyteller, performance, and um, music. Um, Bloodflower and a few people from Mutiny Radio um, have said that they're able to come. Diamond Dave, if you're listening, if you feel like hitting two events that afternoon, you, we'd love to have you. And um, our poets will include Rob and Jack, who uh, we get to hear hear at Mutiny Radio often. Music, uh, Bloodflower at the end, and um, Alzara and Brother Spellbinder at the beginning. And there's going to be some surprise guests, um, weather permitting. <laughs> and um, anyway, I'm excited about it. Um, Poetry Month is a fun month. This will be our fourth year at the library. So thank you, MAP. MAP organizers, MAP promoters, and the people who just show up at the meetings and inspire me because um, those Monday meetings, wow. And thank you, David Kubrin, if you're listening. Him. A cozy, welcoming house and a fun potluck every month. Um, we should be on the first Monday of the month now oh, instead that's of the right. uh, third Monday of the month. That's right. So people that want to be part of the next map, will be, which will be first Saturday in June, the meetings will happen on the Mondays in May. And thank you, Bloodflower, for mentioning that, because on the potluck is a highlight. If you like music, if you have music, bring something to share, bring food to share, or just yourself. There's always enough. Where food is concerned, I pay attention. <laughs> I've got one more um, quick poetry event to announce at the library. It's sponsored by the Friends of the San Francisco Public Library. It will be on a Thursday at Mission Branch, and it's actually called Thursdays in the Mission. It started, I feel like it started in December last year, April 12th, 5 o'clock, Mission Branch Library, second floor poets, sometimes poetry and performance. Um, one of our featured guests a couple months ago was Avacha. We've also uh, been lucky to have our poet laureate Kim Shuck come to a few of the events and announce the events and it's also read and um, That's the and reading I was I saw Avacha and um, Genesis Montalvo. That was a big, yeah, that was a good reading. Yeah. So I'll bring more info about that um, as we get closer to Poetry Month. Anyway, thank you again, Mutiny Radio. Is that going to be, um, so Thursdays in the Mission, do you have the date for that? Is that? Yes, that'll be Thursday, April 12th. Normally the events start at 5 o'clock. 
they, people can call the Friends of the Library or check their Facebook. Um, I did have it here on their Facebook page, but it's called Friends of the San Francisco Public Library. They are on Facebook, and they also have a website. Um, they're also on Twitter. Their Twitter handle is at friends, S-F-P-L, all one word. That would be S-F for San Francisco and P-L for Public Library. Anyway, they are sponsoring that event. That stood for. <laughs> SFPL. No, thanks for enlightening me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Here's their website. It's um, HTTP Friends SFPL .org, All one word. So it's Friends plural SFPL .org. Um, thank you, thank you, Allison. Thank you. Yeah, um, I have a sonnet that I'd like to inflict upon the listening audience. Wonderful. They're, they're uh, tuned in. We'll call this Good Friday sonnet. See, and it's Good Friday unless you're a Palestinian. Like a raven, like a hailstorm. Like a bee sting, like a sunburned skin peeling on the whitest of sand. Like a teacup, like a razor blade, like a rope burn, like a girlfriend with a mighty, mighty thirst. Passed out in a green serpentine bliss, like a melody like an ice pick, like a withering eye that will not stop bucking with my capsizing skull, like a sinkhole, like a scalpel, like a lanced thought still draining, like a gaze without the slightest trace of forgiveness. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Happy Good Friday, everybody. Happy Good Friday. That was <laughs> an infliction, indeed, um, on the theme of Good Friday. But uh, I know you, uh, you also have a map event to announce. I have a map event, which is like really a historical map event. I don't like to brag too much, but it turns out that map in all its many years has never had a brunch. So Little Spot Cafe will be hosting between noon and 3 p.m. the Mad Dogs and Englishmen Brunch, curated by yours truly. That's a great way to start off um, a Saturday with brunch. We will have uh, Diamond Dave Whitaker of Common Thread will be there to do the beatnik invocation. Um, we'll have Charlie Getter there to host. We will have Brother Spellbinder will play a set. Time Cat will play a set. Um, I've uh, reached out to Global Val to come and read and uh, E.K. Keep and a few other people to come and read and the musicians are very poet friendly and it should be a real hoot. 
I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the fact that it's uh, the first of its kind is you know, that's pretty cool too. So everybody, you know, just fall on by. They got bagels. They have coffee. They have uh, a dog that is part of it. Uh, Kitka. I have a dog, and it, so it's very, um, it's very. Uh, it's on a corner. It's very. It's right next to the Gross Out on 23rd and uh, South Van Ness, 1199 South Van Ness to be exact. Um, yeah, it's a sweet little corner spot, and I think we can. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun there. You know, that's what it's all about, right? Very cool. They have a couch. They have a couple of couches. It's very cozy, very, you know, community-oriented. They have a, a very fierce clientele. You know, they have people that, you know, in that neighborhood, you know, go eat there all the time and get coffee there. So Nice. The Little yeah. Spot Cafe. Yeah. And um, I know you explained it to me before, off-air, but just for people listening, because I know, you, Bloodflower, you have a lot of fun naming your different events. So um, can you explain the, the reasoning behind the naming of this event being Mad Dogs and Englishmen? <laughs> My mom the, would tell me that only Mad Dogs and Englishmen went out in the midday sun. <laughs> 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 I said, well, I'm neither a mad dog or an Englishman, but it's a great title. So, um, I, let's see how it works. Let's see if it works. In, you know. Nice. A map brunch. So, it'll be the earliest um, event happening during map that day. From the tastiest, too. And the tape. Look at that. I'm looking forward to it. Little spot. So, so just to reiterate, folks, MAP Mission Arts and Performance Project is next Saturday, April 7th. Yes. Right? April 7th. It'll run from noon till midnight and maybe beyond. That's so cool. I, I love I love yeah. MAP. It's so funny because um, I went to a MAP maybe during its first year and somebody told me about it and we came out to the mission and at that time I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time in the mission but that was when uh, the kind of the locus of of it was coming out of the Red Poppy Art House right there on 23rd and Folsom and I think maybe people can still sometimes pick up the, the actual physical paper map there sure if they can't make it er earlier to, to pat pathos on Harrison um, but, it, but it's nice that they've also moved into you know our, our, our digital world and, and we'll have all the information about the different venues and performances on mappsf.com. Yeah, that's right. And they might they might also be able to pick it up at the SF Mime Troupe that Friday, April 6th. They have a youth event there and um, they offered to do the printing for all the map schedules and then they'll How be spread cool. out i'm i'm hoping to pick some up that friday and then drop them off at least at adobe alley cat um mutiny radio and a couple other spots and you can pick some up at the library i will be at the library starting from two to six april 7th so people can pick up some schedules there too and um or you can come and and with the library card you can get on the computer for two hours and check out all the menus good idea so i have one more teeny thing to mention about that friends of the library event because um, now um the internet is now working again on my phone and i've loaded the whole thing it's Thursday, April 12th from 5 to 6 at the Mission Branch Library, second floor, with Sylvie Alvicar and Barbara Paschke. Excuse me, Barbara. 
if that's wrong. Um, Sylvie Alvicar, that's S-I-L-V-I. Alvicar is A-L-V-I-C-A-R. And Barbara with Pashki, P-A-S-C-H-K-E. They will perform. And like I said, just check the Friends of the Library website or their Facebook or come to the library and we can give you more information at any of our 27 branches or the main um, any day of the week. And thank you again, Mutiny Radio, for um, connecting all of us with Diamond Dave and your wonderful um, Common Thread Collective open mic every Friday, 3 to 6. Well, thank you for supporting what we do here and connecting us and keeping the, the lines to the library open. Uh, we're all about resources and community uh, sharing. And I know Diamond Dave's one of one of his many things that he likes to say. It's it's a stretch of a rhyme, I must I must say. But it, you know, I'm never I'm never poor and I'm never bored as long as I have my library card. And anyhow, just so you know, uh, it's true. The library is a free public resource. It's one of the best things that, that you can do just for free. Pop in, as mentioned, all the branches in San Francisco are open seven days a week. Um, so, you know, it's a public space. You can go in. It's a nice, calm, quiet environment most of the time. And, uh, you know, go find something of interest. Pull it off the shelf. Relax. Read a chapter or three. Um, if you got your library card, you know, take it home and borrow it. And um, it's always, uh, it's it's such an amazing thing that we that we uh, need to highlight and support um, for, you know, as long as we can and as long as we will. So I found some music from uh, Mama Koto. Um, again, such a special being. Um, uh, it was a big loss to the whole, you know, all the community, um, when she passed a couple of years ago. Um, but of course she, she was such, um, a beautiful figure in the communities, uh, that she was, that she was a part of that, uh, her legacy is certainly something that everyone who knew her will, uh, continue to carry on. Um, and so here's some of her music. Uh, this is, I just got it on, on YouTube. Um, actually, Pablo Rosales posted this video. Um, he's a poet, too. Um, so this is her, uh, Mama Koto, performing uh, at Open Heart Poetry at Om Shanti Tea House a few years ago. So let's see um, if I can get this uh, technology. Mamakoto Chantico. And Veracruz is a place uh, with the Omega civilization to boot. Many people say, well, the Omegas were an empire, and the Totecas were another empire, and the Aztecas were another very bloody empire. But, like you so kindly explain, you know, it all gets lost in the translation. Olmeca was a time in which my people understood the count of time and they understood what to do with time. The Toltecans were the same people who understood how to build with this knowledge. And the Aztecans were my people as well, the very same people who understood how to put that in motion. So we're the same people, huh? Now we're all Mexicans or illegal aliens. 
and the things that she was able to channel into our space. Uh, we honor her on today's show. And any time you need a little of that uh, super goddess energy, think about Mama Koto. Um, so thank you everyone for listening to the Common Thread Collective here, MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. And we're happy to be here every Friday. And up next, um, whereas Rob comes to join us, um, usually to read an essay today, he's come to play us some songs. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you, Val. We've had some serious topics today, some serious poetry, so I thought I would uh, bring a little something silly with a song of my own and one by Randy Newman. This first one is called Every Child. Every child is a ray of hope. Every child is a ray of love. Every child is a ray of peace. Every child is a piece of meat. Will a child be born today who will learn to love a stranger? Will a child be born today gentle, kind, and true? Will a child be born today who will understand forgiveness? Will a child be born today who will love where no one loves? Will a child be born today who will teach us about being human? Will a child be born today who will wipe out fear and hate? Oh, will the dingoes get her? Will the dingoes get him? Are those dingoes gonna eat her? Pack of dingoes gonna chew him? Is a shark gonna get her? Big bear gonna eat her? Crocodile gonna get him? Or maybe some goddamn crabs? Every child is a ray of hope. Every child is a ray of love. Every child is a ray of peace. 
Every child is a piece of meat. And what about a cheetah? I can't run as fast as a cheetah. And if I can't run as fast as a cheetah, then a little child is screwed. Look at the person next to you. Do they look wise or humble too? What if they're eaten by a kangaroo? Tomorrow, kangaroo poo. Will a child be born today who will show us what it means to give a brand new way to live so that all the people say every child is a ray of hope every child is a ray of love every child is a ray of peace every child is a piece of meat a yummy piece of baby meat and a ray of From the uh, equally warped mind of Randy Newman, this is called Short People. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. They got little hands and little eyes. They walk around telling great big lies. They got little noses and tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. Well, I don't want no short people. Don't want no short people. Don't want no short people around here. Short people are just the same as you and I, a fool such as I. All people are lovers until the day we die. It's a wonderful world, short people got nobody, short people got nobody, short people got nobody to love. They got little baby legs that stand so low, you gotta pick them up. Uh, just to say hello, they got little cars that go beep, 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 and tiny little voices going peep, 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 grubby little fingers and dirty little minds, they're gonna get you every time, well I don't want no short people, don't want no short people, don't want no short people. Round 
Thanks for all that. I think you're kind of warming up the space for the comedians who are coming in at six o'clock. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm on the radio, but sometimes I'm just speechless. Um, I, I, I think in my next life, I have to find a profession where I don't talk so much. Um, we should all have that profession. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That was pleasure, Val. some fun fun stuff over here at Mutiny Radio, as always. And you're welcome to come down and join us and be a part of the fun stuff, too. And I think our last guest, our last performer of today for Common Thread Collective, is our friend Stephen, who's up there on the stage, who usually plays music, but today is doing poetry. So it's, it's an upside-down kind of day. Welcome back, Stephen. Uh, this is actually a poem in regard, actually not even a poem anymore, it's um, lyrics to a song I played earlier in this, I guess, seven week block. It was St. Angel Resurrected, Erected in Front of You, and these are actually the lyrics to the melody. What I might actually do, since you said music as well, I'll speak the lyrics and I'll let you hear the instrumentals so you can kind of sync it in with one another. So here it goes. Little premise, it's about respect and what happens when you don't show respect in a community basis, all right? Let's see, what do you guys get from this? Saint Angel resurrected, erected in front of you. Show respect always, that's what you must do in order to stay true. Honor, courage, stand up always, no matter who gazes into your eyes. Even if shown disrespect, still show the respect, because that's fucking respect. Don't dare disrespect while passing through this town. The shadows from the dark sea and witness it all. Only those who dare disrespect slip into the shadows. That's just the way respect goes. Show it always because it's the only way or you'll pay or you'll pay or you'll pay. That's just the way respect goes. Only those who dare disrespect slip into the shadows. Don't dare disrespect while passing through this town. The shadows from the dark sea and witness it all. Even if shown disrespect, they'll show the respect because that's fucking respect. You know what you must do in order to stay true honor, courage, stand up always, no matter who gazes into your eyes. Show respect always, that's what you must do in order to stay true. Saint Angel resurrected, erected in front of you. And those are the lyrics to that song. So it's just, it's all about respect. It's like, it's, it's the cause and effect. It's the preamble. It's like, if you can live it, you can preach it, dig it. It's like, I, I love it. And if you let me, I'm gonna let you hear just a brief. Oh, that's, that's brief. That's pretty brief. You <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> have a problem. <laughs> Come back to earth, Stephen. <laughs> this guy's a little amp. The amp is there. The guitar. All right. Here's.
something like that. Right on, Stephen. All right. I can see you've been playing more and more often. That was that was a, a, a great contribution to the end of the show, kind of closing it off with with uh, some rocking out, as we like to do here at Mutiny Radio. So I want to thank everybody for coming down to be a part of the show today and every Friday, uh, but especially all the folks who are here today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, uh, Rob. Thank you, Bloodflower and the library lady. Thanks, Jack Melander. And also um, thanks to our fr new friend Emerson and to Shahid, who is running for fucking Congress in San Francisco. He's a poet. He has performed at City Hall for Poems Under the Dome a couple times. Um, he's a badass poet and, uh, you know, like went to Stanford Law School and um, has worked for the Electronic Frontier Foundation and has a really interesting, comprehensive, very systems-based kind of uh, approach to how he thinks about politics and how we can help heal the systems. So definitely check out his website, Shahid for Change. That's S H A H I D F O R Change dot us. As we're all in this together. You are listening to the Common Thread Collective. And I want to thank our underwriters of the show, um, our friends at the Organic Valley Family of Farms, um, who, you know, are have, are pushing on uh, making sure that there's safe, healthy, organic uh, foods and dairies in this country and that the families who, are, who have those farms are thriving and able to, um, you know, Put, put put forward the kind of ethical businesses that they want to that they want to uh, live out, and also to our other sponsor, Dr. Bronner's, um, all in one. One is all uh, kind of soap, and definitely in the Common Thread Collective, we're we're all in this together. So thanks again, everybody. And remember, Poems Under the Dome is coming up. Uh, the next time I talk to you, it will be National Poetry Month. So check out poemdome.net uh, for our big event at City Hall on the on the 19th of April. And also about the, the way you can get a, a guaranteed reading spot is if you come out to the Beat Museum on Friday the 13th. Um, and seven lucky poets' names will be drawn that night. Um, yeah, so so uh, so much good stuff going on. Uh, love the community that we have here in San Francisco and the Bay Area, and all of you who are out there listening, wherever you may be, all the Rainbow family also as well. Um, actually, last week we had a call in from uh, some folks in Taos, New Mexico, and also in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, who are taking the Sacred Drum to New York City in April. Actually, next weekend, they're trying to get there, and they want... Um, they want to know if uh, part of the Rainbow family can provide some transportation. Uh, they're raising uh, gas money right now that they're tr hoping to get uh, 15 or 20 different drummers and and dancers out to New York because it's the United Nations Conference on Indigenous Peoples. And so uh, it's, they're going to be in front of the United Nations in New York City. I'm thinking about going out there myself. I would need to um, you know, use my credit card to do it, but I've done it before. Travel is always worth it, folks. You'll pay that off. I promise. Anyhow, uh, and travel always pays off anyway. So I want to read you a really short little poem, actually from a notebook that I bought in one of my travels many years ago, <laughs> many years ago now, um, when I went to India. And it was a little book of, um, it's a, like eco-friendly 
journal uh, made of cotton as opposed to trees and it's handmade and I always thought I'd give it as a gift and then a few weeks ago I did I gave it to myself <laughs> so I've I've had it in my possession for several years now and I've written one poem in it and here we go discovery begins where the road led off Sufi dust kicking at your heels a sacred smoke clouding out the perception of distance doesn't ever look the same in a last glance before the next step, in a last glance before the next step, in a last glance before the next step. I'm Global Valve. Peace to you all. Happy to be here with you every given Friday. Come down and join us at Mutiny Radio. And uh, yeah, we love you. And we love you, Diamond Dave. Mutiny Radio. Fuck yeah. Than here, what better time than now? Oh.